Sports Show off air pod here. Dan Sadik alongside Ryan Brown, Zach Lacey, and Jonathan Sullivan. It is going to be a football heavy show as is usual during the fall here. We got the Patriots and Chiefs game to react to, as well as the week four slate, the week five slate, mortal locks, fantasy love and hate, all of it. Uh, probably next week, I think we should maybe start getting into like power rankings, maybe a little top five action uh, going forward. But today we'll stick with our usual uh, stuff. Patriots lose to the Chiefs 26-10, guys. Cam Newton tests positive for the coronavirus. So we see Brian Hoyer, uh, Hoyer, Jesus, Hoyer and Jared Siddham. And we still don't know what's going on with Cam Newton. Uh, Stephon Gilmore also tests positive for the coronavirus. And the Patriots lose 26-10 in a game that felt at halftime like they had a real shot at winning, only 6-3. But what did we see? Brian Hoyer just doing Brian Hoyer things. Uh, throwing picks, uh, taking a sack at the end of the first half, which was brutal. Let's get into it. Uh, that game in general, we'll get to Cam and all that other uh, coronavirus stuff afterwards. Let's just start off with the game. That was brutal. That was absolutely brutal to watch. Brian Hoyer just just shit down his pants in that game. I mean, we can see why he's a career backup now. Like, that was That was pitiful performance from him. I said beforehand, if the Dan said hammer the over, hammer hammer the over were Dan's words. I said not if, on the pod, not no. on the pod though. I said if the under hits, the Pats will win this game. I was looking pretty good, and then Hoyer fucked up that play before the end of the first half. Thought he had a timeout. You're what a, a 15 year veteran. You can't remember you have a fucking you don't have a fucking timeout. And he he was playing hero ball too. Like he, I swear he he thought he was gonna make something happen like last second or something. Oh. At least throw it up, giving Nikhil a chance. Somebody. Ryan, would you like to chime in? I see the expression on your face is not too pleased. Gone are the days where <laughs> Brian Hoyer could once lead a Patriots team to an 11-5 and record in someone else's stead. It's just, it's, it's, he can't do it anymore. Zach's on the money. He's a backup. He's well beyond his, his days where he actually could... Could be a half decent quarterback. He's clearly not. Clearly not. And honestly, Stidham wasn't that much better. Um, it was nice to see the an actual running back run the ball well. So shout out Damian Harris for a very good uh, NFL debut. But and you gotta shout out the defense for hanging in there as well as they did. I didn't think they stood a chance and. Whether it was just the Chiefs were just off, or it was the Patriots just stifled them, credit got to credit the defense for keeping the Pats in it for as long as they did. Uh, yeah, I mean, there I don't really think there is much to take away from that game other than the fact that Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer are both trash, and I thought that coming into the game, I reaffirmed my opinion of Stidham, which is he's absolutely trash. I think that's a little harsh. Stidham? Yeah. He was bad. 
he was a lot better than Hoyer. Uh, he made a little competitive. I think you're sleeping on. I mean, Hoyer made the worst mistakes, but like overall quarterback play, I think Hoyer might have been a little better. I mean, Stidham. That was an elite throw he made for the touchdown. That was a great fade to an elite throw. Yeah. Okay. Sure. He was still way short on the throw that got picked. He was short on the throw that got picked and um, got called for pass interference. He got bailed out by that play. He just looked nervous. I mean, I understand he's young, but, I mean, they're both. I just I don't see it in Stidham and Hoyer. I mean, he's a career backup, but that was those two plays, inexcusable. Just horrific. And the defense played well. Belichick schemed up a really good game plan. Um, you know, if you had told me coming into the game that the Patriots were going to hold Kansas City to 26 points, I'd have said that's a massive dub. They're going to have a real shot in that game, and they should have had a real shot in that game if they had any semblance of an average quarterback play. Yeah, and I, I think, too, like not having any like reps during the week with the first team, Cam obviously gets diagnosed uh, positive with COVID on Saturday morning or whatever, or that's when it was made public. So there's really not much you can do. The game gets moved to Monday. you got to travel to Kansas City Monday morning and then play a football game that night and then fly back the same night. That's a tough day. I don't care if you're a professional athlete, but if you're a guy like Brian Hoyer, who's in his mid-30s, uh, Jarrett Sidham obviously shouldn't have affected him too much, but he didn't get you know much reps during the week. That's going to hurt. And at the same time, Stidham, you know, you get thrown into that game. I think it was a 10-point game when he came in, so it is still an uphill battle against the Super Bowl champs. It's no easy task. So obviously, you know, he had that uh, that one ball that was underthrown that got picked. That was tough. The pick uh, off of Edelman's hands is obviously on Edelman. You, you have to catch that. I don't know if he felt like he was going to get blown up on that play, you know, once he caught it and he heard footsteps or something. I don't know. So both guys sucked, plain, plain and simple. Hoyer made, like, that that mistake at the end of the first half, like, that is a mistake that will bury some guys in, in uh, Belichick's mind. Like, you can just totally lose the trust and respect, I feel like, with that kind of boneheaded play, trying to call timeout after you're, you get sacked. I mean, just inexcusable. But I cannot believe how well the defense did play. Gilmore looked great. Uh, I saw that, I guess, I, I think it was on, uh, like, Pat's post game on, like, NBC or something. But they were saying how, like, they, were, they would rush three at times and then push the edge guys out to kind of cover as much ground uh, horizontally as possible. And it did work out well. Like, Mahomes did not hurt them nearly as much as he hurts teams usually. Uh, he, not, he wasn't nearly the weapon that he usually is. And, yeah, they had some boneheaded penalties that hurt them, uh, like hitting them late out of bounds and stuff like that. The P.I. Uh, on Kelsey, he kind of flopped a little bit, but still, regardless, you got to be better than that. Because usually they've been pretty disciplined up to this point, penalty-wise, and just kind of bit them there in that game, too. That was such a superstar call that Mahomes got on the, oh. the late hit. <clears throat> I mean, he wise put, put his hand on his shoulder and tried to, like, hold him back so he wouldn't fall. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just that's a, that's a call that Mahomes and Brady and all those guys will get. Yeah. That it's not a penalty. Yeah. So Gilmore and Cam both get... Uh, diagnosed pos- uh, positive for COVID-19. That's, I mean, it's brutal. Whether or not they should have played the game or not, 
The Pats are in a really tough spot now. We don't know if Cam Newton's going to be able to play this coming Sunday against the Broncos. And I don't, I'm not saying that they need him against the Broncos. Obviously, you need him against the Chiefs. But still. No, they do. You think they need him against the Broncos? Well, I mean, they also have the practice facility shut down right now, so they can't work on stuff right now either. So it's almost like it could be deja vu for the Stidham and Hoyer train this week. If Stidham or Hoyer start that game, it's probably going to be a loss. I mean, Um, it depends on who the Broncos start. Is that... I think the guy. I mean, the Broncos almost lost to the Jets. I mean, if they start Blake Bortles, we're we're fucked. We're <laughs> fucked if they start uh, the boat. One hundred percent. If we get Hoyer versus Hoyer and Bortles, Bortles. that's that's a tasty. That's prime that's a tasty I don't know. It's a four twenty five game too. Prime time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, need, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can flex. sit through that. Oh, I yeah. No, that's that's must that's must no, watch. I believe Drew Drew Locke at least in fantasy is projected to get points this week, so they expect him to play. I mean, if Drew Locke's in, then the Broncos are screwed. He's he's trash. <laughs> he's absolute garbage. I think the Patriots can win this week, even if Hoyer and Sidham start, because of the uh, emergence of our guy, DS, Damian Harris. Damian guy's Harris. A, guy's a stud, although I didn't like how he kind of gave up on his long run. But other than that, I think that this week they can win. I think the Patriots actually are kind of lucky Especially if they're going through a mini outbreak or whatever. No Cam, maybe this week. Uh, definitely probably no Gilmore. The fact that they go Broncos, who are not a good team, and then the bye week. They're, I think they got a little lucky there. Yeah, it's just it's tough to see what's going on with the Titans now. And you just don't know. I mean, Cam tested positive on Saturday. Now we're here on Thursday. So it's like either today or tomorrow, I feel like, you know, our likely scenarios where you could see anyone else obviously test positive. I, I just saw a tweet from, I can't remember if it was Rappaport or Schefter. They tweeted within like the last uh, our Rappaport tweeted this morning, no positive test for the Patriots today. Alright, so I mean all signs indicate it's pretty much isolated to Cam and Gilmore. Apparently they went out to dinner, I guess on Friday, right? Yep. That was reported. They met practice squad player. And the practice squad player, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, uh, rip. Bill Murray, not, not the actor. <laughs> re though, to Bill Murray. Uh, so, it's just really, really tough because it, it just felt like Cam was really building something with the offense. He was getting more more comfortable. Uh, you know, was rolling with a 2-1 and record as a starter uh, with his new team. And it getting Damian Harris back, and then you don't have Cam. Like, this offense just needs to be able to come to full strength. And we can re- really see what they have uh, ceiling-wise and how good they really can be. On the offensive side, Nikhil Harry making some good strides, but Edelman, really, really a, a bad week for Edelman overall. He wasn't really involved much in the offense. That interception off of his hands was brutal. You can't have that. Uh, it was just a gimme. It was literally right there, just right off his hands. So I appreciate the backdoor cover, though. Ryan, I appreciate the backdoor Ryan, cover. Yeah, Ryan appreciates the backdoor cover, so at least we have that. Uh, Edelman, this, uh, I mean... I feel bad for him because he he's done. He's done. He needs would, after this season. Not, he I think well, he I after think this he's, year, maybe, yeah. his brain is mush. He's losing his hands. He's losing a step. He's got injuries. Okay, if, I think if it's Jordan time. Reed can play, okay, Edelman can play as long as he wants. I, I, if I was advising Edelman, I would tell him after this season to hang it up. It, he's he's done enough. 
He's taken a lot of beatings. He just he doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it. <laughs> Two weeks after he had the most receiving yeah. yards of his career. Yeah. He can't do it for a full season. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously not going to have like his week two career-high numbers every week. Well, obviously. <clears throat> but I think once Cam is back and the offense is like what it should be under Cam and it's like the offense that they designed under him, around him, once that really gets going for you know, a few weeks on end and you have Harrison there, Stella Burkett maybe, you know, James White obviously is, is back now, so that's huge. I don't know. I, I think with Edelman, with Cam, he's he's going to be able to put up at least, you know, those numbers, like six for 100, you know, five for 80, whatever. And I think he's going to be that reliable guy down the stretch. Is he going to drop balls? Yeah. But if you're going anywhere this year, you need him. You absolutely need him. So, you don't think so? I mean, I, I just don't. I just don't think he. You think Gunner should be rolled out there? No, more? I don't know if Gunner. Oh, no, Shefsky? probably not Gunner. But like, I I wouldn't hate if the Patriots try. If the Patriots don't think that they can win a Super Bowl this year, then I think that they should try to sell high on Edelman. See if you can get trade him. Uh, yeah, trade him. Yeah, if they don't think they can win a Super Bowl, trade him. What do you think realistically they're getting for for Edelman? I think <clears> if like a fourth? I've saw a floated. I I read the other day. Uh, people said that they should call Tampa and see if Tampa, see if they can get Brady on the horn and do the same thing they did for Gronk. But I don't hate the I, idea. I mean, if the Pats gave up a second for Sanu, Edelman could fetch something similar. You'd like to think that. Think so? I, I, but how, how de- I don't know. I don't uh, know if there's any team that's going to be desperate for Edelman. I don't know. Because he's never played in another system. So Well, I that's know. why I, Tampa would be your number one call. Well, obviously. But I, I just don't know. I, I think if, if it really comes down to it, if Edelman needs a maintenance day, just give him a week off. Just give him, let him just decompress. Let the, the bruises heal. Just give him a week off. Yeah, I see. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a week. I think it's a forever thing. He's just, he's just his knees, or his ankle, or his shoulder, or whatever. I mean, this is he's not compounded as, of twelve. He, 11, 12 years of getting destroyed going over the middle. I mean, I think you're right that maybe he's he's not at the point where he can play a full 16 games and make it through without getting hurt or completely banged up and being a shell of himself. But I think that if you just give him a week, like you have the bye week. If you give him a week or two and space it out so that he's playing in like four game stretches, I think he can make it through. And, he'll, and he can be productive in that capacity. Will the Patriots do that? No. Adelman's going to want to play. He's going to want to play. as much. He's going to be a trooper like he always has been, and he's going to put his body on the line like he always is. But eventually the body gives out before the mind does. So the Patriots have to have to look themselves in the mirror, and they have to really just think about it. Do they want to keep trotting him out if he's going to just be a shell of himself? Which, I mean, like you said, two weeks ago, he was literally the best version of himself. And then he, you know, that does take a toll. I feel like he can't replicate that. Yeah. He's going to be almost, you know, borderline invisible because, you know, having a game like that, and he, he was taking some shots in that Seattle game too, for sure. So he's going to, it's going to be more of like a every other week type of thing, I think, with yeah. him. I mean, I'm not arguing that I don't think you can't get productive plays out of him. It's just in my viewing of the team is if they don't think they can win a Super Bowl, then sell on him because I think he's 
he's definitely trending in the wrong direction. I think the way that they were playing before Cam tested positive, they probably thought that, you know, I think we've got something here. We've got a realistic shot. We were right there with Seattle. We, we handled business elsewhere. And, I mean, hell, without even without Cam, they... They were in a one-possession game with the Chiefs, who had their full complement of players until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean they so, run, they run, they they run the ball good. They got a good offensive line, and that will keep you in games. Um, they controlled, they did well controlling possession, especially in the second and third quarter of that game against Kansas City. Um, but I mean, I just don't. I just think Edelman. I mean, like I've said, if you're not gonna, if you don't think you can win the Super Bowl, or really can make a deep, deep run, which I don't know if they do or if they don't. After the Seattle game, I was thinking they do, then, like, you're not really sure now because they might have a mini outbreak, whatnot. Um, but, I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt, I don't think, to, to test the waters and see what you could fetch for him. Because, like, if Zach, like Zach said, if, if the Patriots gave a second for Sanu, if Tampa said, we'll give you your second-round pick for Edelman, would you do it? Maybe. I I just... No. Probably. I just think this team, as constituted, maybe you are able to add, I don't know, a little bit of help somehow before the trade deadline. I think this team, the way they're constituted, uh, they have a shot. I just, I just feel that way. I just feel like the defense, their ceiling, obviously, is borderline elite, like flashes of what we saw in 2018. I'm not saying that, uh, they're going to be, like, top three, top five. But if they're right up there, if they're able to hold Kansas City to 26, uh, Seattle obviously torched them. But if they held them under 20. One of the, well, yeah, that's a there was six a, in Right, there. right, right. So they did really, really, really well against Kansas City. Stephon Gilmore looked like his depoy self. And if Bill is able to coach up this team the way it feels like he's coaching them up, we're four weeks in. Two and two, but overall, they've looked really, really good. And I think they're not a pretender. I think we're going to get to the trade deadline, and they're going to be something like five and three, maybe six and two. I think the oh, the twelve and four train is still alive. No, no, it is still alive. No, nope, still alive. Stop it, then. It's still alive. You're not going to talk me out of it. You're not going to talk. When's the When's the trade? The, three the, weeks. Three weeks from today, trade deadline. So we got the Broncos, 49er, Broncos, 49ers, and then at the Bills. No, those are all winnable. A bye, there's a bye week in between there, so I think right. you only have two. Those are all winnable. Well, you got a bye week after this week. Yeah. Very winnable games, all three of those. Absolutely. Which I mean, the I, Niners, think that, I think that they're d- luck. No, I wouldn't say lucky, but like best case scenario is probably two and one, maybe one and two. I just think that the Bills—they're not beating the Bills. In I don't know. It's not they're even going to be close. Gonna it's, they're going to get steamrolled. Okay, I don't. They are not going to get steamrolled. They—they they will. They, they very and if well Cam could. doesn't play this week, they lose this week, and they're they, probably not beating the 49ers when they get everybody healthy. They very well could get steamrolled they're by the Bills. The but you got to think by then. No. You got to think by then. Cam's back. He's had at least one game underneath him. I'm not saying you can assume he's back, but for all intents and purposes. If you have Cam in that game against the Bills, you have Gilmore, you're essentially full strength, quote-unquote. Damian Harris still out there. 
the defense playing the way they played against Kansas City, they have the potential to win that game. It's not just... I don't think you can just write off that game as a loss. I think you can. I think you're fair to think that they're going to lose that game, but I don't think they're going to get steamrolled. We all thought they were going to get absolutely porked by Kansas City, and they didn't have Cam. They had two freaking bums behind center that just could not stop puking on themselves, and they still were within two scores. Yeah, so, they're, they're not going 12-4, though. The 12-4 train is just, just stop. It's dead. Just, they just still have give to, up. They're not beating... Just, the Bills. Ship while you I'm not a They're not beating anything. the Bills twice. They're not this beating is, Baltimore. This is not the. Titanic. They're probably not sweeping the LA teams. It's not the Titanic. Just, I don't you know. don't need to be the hero. At the end, you don't need to be that guy. It's okay. It's, Seven it's and okay. nine, no, still looking good. good. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I don't know. I think uh, ten and six is looking good. All I'm gonna say is, to wrap it up on that Chiefs game, that was the best the defense looked. In my opinion, since 2018. Because whenever they face a good team, well, I, I should say against good teams. Because last year, whenever they played a good team, a good offense, they choked. And they got rolled over, for the most part. That, that, this, was, this, this gives me hope that the defense can actually play, step up, and stifle an elite offense. And if you had any shred of offense yourself, you would have you won that game. You would have won that game. Yeah, let me, yeah, I'll say one thing about the defense. Someone that has impressed me is uh, Chase Winovich. I thought he's been pretty good. Yeah. The, this first couple weeks, I think that I thought last year was a little overhyped. You know, I think his hair. People hair. look at the hair and it's they're like, "Wow, matches. this guy must be nasty." Yeah. But I, he's been good this year, and they they finally have someone there. And Bill's taking a lot of heat. I mean, rightfully so for some of his early round drafting in the last couple of years. But I think he might have. He might have finally found a you know an above average contributor. Yeah, he's a quick little uh, nerd stat. He's a Patriots with greater than or equal to eight sacks uh, through the last twenty career games. Their first twenty career games since the stat was tracked in nineteen eighty two. He's at eight, and then Trey Flowers ten and a half, Chandler Jones ten and a half. So he's obviously not those guys. But if he can be oh, just I don't know eighty percent of those guys, that's pretty good. Because he they, might be Trey Flowers. I mean, Trey Flowers was a fourth round pick. Yeah, that and came on. You know they've never been like truly known to be this great pass rushing team, um, and if they can have a great secondary, which they do, and a guy like Winovich who's able to get to the quarterback and get some sacks, even if they are sometimes like coverage sacks, and he's not just beating a guy right away and getting there early, I still like it. I still like it. Sack I, is a sack. Sack is a sack. Absolutely. So, uh, look, the defense played. Defense played well, but Mahomes missed a lot he of did. throws. He did. He did. Yeah. He had Kelsey wide open over the middle several times. He missed Tyreek Hill on a deep one, and Pats also should have picked off a few oh, of his passes uh, too. Yeah, the, yeah. And those so, are game changers. I, I think that that's Jackson. probably the worst game you'll see Mahomes play this year. Right up there, yeah. And and they couldn't take advantage of it. Right. Which sucks. Which sucks. But I think Mahomes played that bad because of the coach. I don't know. I, I'm not sure because he, he hit a lot of throws were wide open. And I, he just missed I them. heard a stat the other day that Patrick Mahomes has been held without a touchdown in the first half of three games. The first one was the 2018, well, 20, it happened in 2019, but the 2018 AFC Championship game when they played New England. The second time was last year at New England, and the third time was this game on Monday night. 
So I don't I for at least a half. I mean they they got something on them. They got something. On them. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see going forward because again, like you said, Ryan, last year if they whenever they went up against a half decent quarterback, uh, they were not good yeah. or a half decent team. But uh, should we get into our uh, mortal locks of the week, fellas? Uh, real quick. Yeah. Before yeah. We yeah. Do. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I know we've been talking about how Cam and Gilmore have tested positive for COVID. But God damn it, the Tennessee Titans need to get their shit together. Yeah, I, I got Derrick to... Henry in a league. No, it's not even that. <laughs> Yo, Sam, they, no. <laughs> they are going to ruin the 2020 season. If they don't get their act together, they're going to not play for the Tom. second straight week, and then they're going to force the league's hand into either forcing a forfeit Tom. or creating a week 18, which would be awful. Wouldn't be the worst thing. But that would still be awful because then you get to the wild card round and whatever team gets the bye, the first round bye, they'd be sitting out two weeks in a row. Now you're talking about some serious rust. They wouldn't be playing for, I think, almost three weeks. No. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing this. Be better. Get your act, to get your ship together, Mike Vrabel. I wonder if... The league is going to come down on them at all for those workouts that... Uh, they have to. I mean, they really do. You're, what, 20 people now on that team? That, that... 20, uh, 22. I think it's tw- or 21. Especially, 12 players and 9 or 10 coaching staff. Especially if any of the coaches knew about those workouts or had a hand in, like... Oh, they absolutely knew. Like, are you kidding me? It, it is so irresponsible. And they're a 3-0 team. Like, oh, that Steelers-Titans game would have been... Pretty good, pretty good. Two, three, and no teams in the league. Yeah, I would have loved to have Juju last week. And they're lucky. Yeah. He's a the Titans are lucky that they just happen to have the same bye week, and they're able to just flip it to the other one. And they, the NFL just needs to give a week eighteen and nineteen, just like two, one or two weeks at the end of the season before the playoffs. Any makeups, anything like that. I, I know it could be opening, you know, some sort of Pandora's box or whatever, but. They have all the time in the world. They don't have to have the Super Bowl, you know, every, you know, on like the what, the first Sunday. Yeah. In they have the whole month. It's not they that have the they whole entire month. Yeah. It's it's not that they don't have to have it. It's they don't want to. And they because the the far the longer they push it back, the more they have to push back everything else. And yeah. They don't, want, they don't want to throw off everything else. They have to stay on par. They have to stay on the course. That's the Goodell way. You don't you don't nothing phases it. He's just—he doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah, but also to your point, why? Why you have to punish all the other teams and make them wait an oh. extra week? You want to—you want to talk about punishing other teams? But if if, pay? if if yeah, if the Titans in uh, what are they, the, the Bills the Bills don't play this week, if it's deemed a forfeit, neither team gets paid. How is that? The Bills are going to be furious. They're not getting paid a week's salary because the Titans. Couldn't figure out how to get their shit together? I would sue if I was the Bills. I would too! Yeah, that's horseshit. Who agreed to that stipulation? It, who, 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 who allowed that to go into the new C, the, like the, the temporary CPA for this year? Whoever agreed to the COVID, that, like, I, I guess, the, I'm sure the league has tried to implement that to be a way to curtail stuff like this from happening, but clearly it didn't work because one of the teams just went ahead and put you in this spot. 
And now, now you, you cause a forfeit if you have no choice. Oh, boy. You want to talk about opening up the Pandora's yeah, box. Yeah, I know. Good God. Good God. It's it's just, I remember, too, like, when they were just starting to get things back going again, I remember there was a faction of players that were like, I don't know like if we actually trust that this is going to be safe and that this is all going to be kosher. As you saw, many players opting out, many players on the Patriots, prominent players, uh... That didn't feel safe. And the NFL is showing you why. Precisely why those players were like, I'm all set. You know, there's going to be outbreaks, whatever. We all knew it wasn't going to be perfect. But for the Titans, that, oh, that is just so irresponsible for them on so many levels. And I don't know. Thank God, you know, so far it's only three total on the Patriots. Uh, hopefully there's no legit breakout. But three, you're starting to... You know, trend towards the wrong direction there, but it seems like they might have this reined in. Uh, let's pray because I mean, we need the season to keep going. We 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 really do, and I hope the NFL, you know, they figure something out. I don't know because we can't be having forfeits or what. I I, I don't know. There has to be a better way than a team having to forfeit uh, because another team, whatever, irresponsible, and they can't postpone it for whatever TV money reasons. I don't know. I just hope that doesn't come into play. Anyways, Mortal Locks of the Week. The Mortal Lock leaderboard. Uh, Ryan is 2-2. Two and two. Jonathan is 3-2. and two. Zach is 0-4. And, and I am 5-0 and oh on the year. Uh, undefeated record on the line here. You're God. But my... Dude, I couldn't feel better. I mean, I usually feel really, really good. Um, I'm not doing two this week, though. That, that's not happening. But this one couldn't be easier. For me, I saw this line and I was like, "Like, why? Why is this the easiest bet I've ever seen in my entire life? This line should be investigated." Cleveland is uh, so they're uh, plus one and a half against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Don't take the points. Take the money line. Cleveland money line over the Colts. Easiest bet ever. Road to six and zero. Road. To 17 and 0, whatever, because I have an extra one in there. Road to an undefeated season. Cleveland money line over the Colts. I. That should be a crime. That line should be a crime. It's criminal. Money line. Take it. You know. <laughs> as soon as I put the lines up last night, I was like, there's no way that Cleveland is an underdog at home. Yeah. So I'm taking Cleveland money line too. Oh, let's go! <laughs> Ride! The undefeated boy and the defeated boy riding together. You know, I, don't I, don't I don't hate it. Well, I was trying to be like Nick and go defeated. Like he doesn't Madden, but... Bendy. I don't know. I think I gotta change that. Let's go Browns, baby. Browns are so freaking good. Daniel, I, so good. I don't like the, the board this week. There's a lot of big lines Huge here. Lines. I don't like those. Gonna be like a them. lot of backdoor covering, probably going in whatever the opposite direction of is of the teams that I picked. But I see a line here that I just gotta take. And that's Miami. Plus nine and a half at San Francisco. And this is a San Francisco team last week that lost to a dreadful Eagles team at home on Sunday night. And they're getting Jimmy Garoppolo back. And you know how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. That's at best a wash. So, 
Miami. I hate that. They played bit. Seattle close. Seattle had a late touchdown that that uh, covered the spread for them. Oh, Miami had a late touchdown that covered the spread. I mean, Seattle had a late touchdown that covered the spread. Seattle covered in that game. Yeah. Yeah. No, Seattle didn't. had a late. Yeah, they did. Seattle covered against Miami. Yeah. Seattle scored twice. I more locked that. Oh, Miami. Seattle had Seattle. Seattle had a late touchdown to cover against Miami, but I don't expect Miami to win this game. But they're not losing by <coughs> greater than a touchdown. This this is a lock. Miami plus nine and a half this week on the road at a trash fraud San Francisco team. Best team in the NFC West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't believe that. I do. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. So I am also not. I, I'm not as terrified of the board as I was last week. Even I'm though the blinds are biggers. But there's there's one there's one that I, there's one that's got my eye. And it is Tampa Bay minus three and a half tonight on Thursday night football against the frauds known as the Chicago Bears. Tom Brady, hear me out. He's nine and one straight up on Thursday night football. He's six three and one against the spread on Thursday nights. You know what the Bears are? You know what the Bears are on Thursday night? They're two and six against the spread on Thursday nights. Terrible. That's terrible. You know what? Brady, he might not have his full asset of weapons. No Godwin, no Fournette, no McCoy, no OJ Howard. But he still has enough around him to beat the Chicago Bears by a touchdown. This is easy. He's thrown eight touchdowns the past two weeks to one interception. You know what happens? You know what happens when you face Nick Foles in the regular season? You beat him. Because Nick Foles, as a regular season starter, is trash. Please, if you if this pod goes up in time, please bet on Tampa right Bay minus three and a half against the Chicago fraudulent Bears. I'll add another one. Chicago money line. Book Love it. it. Don't like it. <laughs> Love, Love it. it. Oh my God! Old Nick man Brady Foles. going down Nick tonight. Nick Foles against Brady, albeit regular season. Take Nick Foles. He's throwing 350 yards, four touchdowns. Get might out! Leo Max is gonna eat him. Oh yeah. Nick Foles gonna just run train on the. Bus. My guy David Montgomery gonna have a huge night. No, I just want Allen Robinson to do something in garbage time again. <laughs> Absolutely cooked. I mean, yeah. If this were the playoffs, I I, I couldn't agree with you. This is the regular season. Uh, Nick Foles, primetime Foles. No, primetime prime Foles, time baby. Foles, no. Big Dick Foles. No, give Dick give Nick. me Tampa Bay in this one. Easy. I mean, this is this is a win win or a lose lose for me. No matter what you look at it, because everyone knows I'm high on the Bears, and everyone knows mm-hmm. I'm high on the Bucks. You're high. So whichever team wins means one of my teams loses. And whatever team loses means one of my team wins. So wow, wow, that's some expert <laughs> analysis. I just want Sorry, a great, I just want a great game tonight. You're Two just... stud teams, probably maybe an NFC Championship game uh, preview, if I might say. Uh, You're kidding, right? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'll Two give you, studs. I'll give you one of those teams, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> They're criminally uh, fraudulent. Just, both teams just would be lucky to make the playoffs. No, the Bucks are definitely making. <laughs> Definitely making the playoffs yeah. is a stretch no, and a half. the Bucs are definitely making the playoffs. Bucs are making the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Their division stinks. The team stinks. Nah. Nah. So those are our mortal locks. A uh, lot on the line this week. Uh, 
defeated Z, uh, 0-4, and my undefeated record on the line. And we both had the same pick. And then Zach also adds in a Bears uh, money line to counter Ryan. You love to see that. Love the Bears in that game. I'm not going to put it up on mine. You know, I'm not going double dog this week. Not going to do it. Kind of want to. I kind of like doing it. But do you know, it. I don't want to do you it. You can't say that you like it and then not do, do it. it. I've already done it once, though. Do you it do again. It. There's nothing I have to do. Okay. Well, then I didn't say I needed to. Do I mean. it, Dan. Nah, I'm good. It's all good. Nah. nah. We're going to go <laughs> one this week. If I hit this week, I'll go two next week. How about that? How about that? So let's get into fantasy love and fantasy hate. Uh, so I'm going to start off, I suppose. I'm going to go with my first fantasy love, and that is uh, DK Metcalf, who right now, I know he's uh, obviously in everyone's leagues uh, rostered, but if he's not your wide receiver one, if he's in your lineup, then you're just making a mistake. Uh if, you know, for daily fantasy as well, I like him this week against the Vikings. I think the Vikings D is absolute garbage, and the Seahawks are going to probably roll all over them. That's Sunday night football. So DK Metcalf, daily fantasy, regular fantasy, nothing but love on my end. Uh, hammer decaf. Um, got a little guy from the Chicago Bears who are going to put Ooh. up a lot of points tonight. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Dude's got some wheels. Number two behind Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's going to collect all the mainstream attention. Darnell Mooney probably sneaks in for two tutties tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. 1.6% owned if you need quick help. Sheesh. Oof. All right. Me? Let's go, Jonathan. What do you got? All right. I'm rolling with uh, this week. I'm still rolling with my wide receiver strain. I'm rolling with DJ Shark Jr., of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why not senior? Uh, he must have a dad. <laughs> and uh, they're playing at Houston this week. I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Jacksonville's defense stinks. Uh, Houston's defense stinks. Houston's got a new coach. I'm expecting points. DJ Chark coming off a big game. Eight for 95 and two tutties. I expect him to keep that up. Keep that train rolling. Into Houston, DJ Moore, wide receiver one production this weekend. DJ Chark. I'm, I'm a, I wish DJ, DJ Moore. Moore wide I wish one DJ too. Moore would put up wide receiver one production. <laughs> but DJ Chark is putting up wide receiver one production this weekend. So my fantasy love is the Arizona Cardinals defense against the fraudulent. Uh, not even, I can't even say fraudulent. That's too weak of a word. The putrid. New York Jets. Ooh. Do you see who they got starting at quarterback this week? Yeah, it's uh, elite, air, yeah. air quotes, elite nice. Joe Flacco. He's going to dice him up. He's going to do dog crap. Dog crap. <laughs> dog dog crap. Speaking of crap, the, the Cardinals crapped the bed last week. Their defense dropped a cool minus two in fantasy. You do not like to see that. <laughs> but this week, they get the Jets. They get Joe Flacco because Sam Darnold is a fraud. And... The Jets are the most fantasy-friendly team for defenses. So if there's ever a week for the Cardinals' D to bounce back to the way they looked the first two weeks of the season, it's this week. And guess what? Odds are they're still available in your league because they're only owned in 48% of leagues. They are available in 52%. Look at that math. They're available in 52% of leagues. 
How? Get them! Get them all you can! Mess. Easy! <laughs> okay, so my fantasy hate is uh, Rex Burkhead. I think he's ranked 21st. He's RB21 right now. But just very cautious with that, of course, as always with Patriots running backs. If you're going to start any Patriots running back right now, it's Damian Harris. Uh, James White, I feel the same way about. Very hit or miss. Might be Burkhead, might be White uh, dominant. Um, Burkhead obviously had a huge week against uh, the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, just going forward, he's obviously rosterable. He's worth a roster spot, um, especially if you have a deep league. But I just think you you, you got you to gotta really, really be cautious. Kind of like with Emmanuel Sanders. He's like the running back version of Emmanuel Sanders where, like, you just big old question mark. He could go off. He may not. If you need him, need him, like my fantasy team does, you might probably start him uh, as like a flex or flex too, but just be wary. Be very, very wary. Fantasy hate. Um, my fantasy hate is Mike Gesicki. Love that. <laughs> Three targets. Trash. In each of the past two weeks. Trash. One catch for 15 yards. Got bailed out with a TD the week before. Man, he started out really hot. It's not been looking good. Devontae Parker's been taking way too many targets. Once they get a Tua in there, stop throwing to that bum Devontae Parker. Nah, Parker's yeah, a stud. Parker's trash, Parker's a stud. As long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback, Mike Kosicki is not there, especially this week against one of the best defenses in the league against Tell the tight end who just shut down Ertz and Evan Ingram in the past couple weeks. Tell him. It's going to be a tough week for Mike Kosicki. All right, my fancy hate this week is wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders coming off a uh, coming off a good week last week. Uh, Michael Thomas probably gonna play this week. Traycon Smith, Jared Cook, Drew Brees can barely even throw the ball downfield. Uh, not much for Emmanuel Sanders this week. I'm expecting a, a week similar to his Monday night against uh, Las Vegas, where he had like a nothing, basically a nothing burger. Uh, if you're starting Emmanuel Sanders this week, you're a moron. Is that be you? That's not, that's not a terrible take. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not starting him if you're referencing me, Jonathan, because I have one more fantasy uh, love, actually. And, uh, Skip Ryan. I, 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 I Go may, ahead, please. I may have. I just want to slip this in real quick. One more oh, fantasy yeah. love. And uh, it's a guy that I, I gave it to, like, twice last year, and it was deservedly so. Um... Cole Beasley. Well, he's not going to play this Obviously, week, so how are you going to start him? Not, not this week. <laughs> I, I, but I just got to give love to my guy, Cole Beasley. Well, he's not playing. Well, I know. It's rescheduled. <laughs> you sure? No, no. I do not. I, I literally saw it. He was going to be my fantasy love before I realized that they weren't going to play anymore. They were going to try to do Tuesday originally, but uh, yeah. I mean, they still could play. I just don't expect them to play. It's probably not going to happen, but... Uh, Cole Beasley in general He's been showing you something I mean I hope Dan I start him and hope that they play on Tuesday And then when Tuesday rolls around And they no. cancel the game no. He gets nothing You start <laughs> Derrick Henry I'm, I still am starting Derrick Henry I still am rolling with Derrick Henry They're not playing He's right here well, Why is he starting then? I'm waiting They're not playing Nah I'm waiting Why would you start him then? I'm waiting Who you, gonna, you who were you literally just yelling at me for Cole yeah, Beasley I uh, Jeremy Cannon He's, uh, been, he's been good. But he, not if they play on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Can't wait that long. Nah, I'll know. I, I, oh, I you'll know. You'll just know. I guess sources. Last, oh, okay. on. I'll just say this. Last three weeks, Cole Beasley, uh, 12 points. He had a 100-yard receiving game in week three against uh, the Rams, 16. And then he had 12.2 last week. He got in the end zone for the first time on the year. I'm just saying... Josh Allen is looking really, really good. Legit MVP yeah. candidate. Definitely a top ten fan. And Cole Beasley is one of his like binkies, if you will. Stephon Diggs is the main one, but he's garnering so much attention that Beasley's getting he's getting open. Did I like you, me some Cole Beasley. Did you have multiple binkies growing up? Uh I think if you weren't a big like binky guy and you didn't have like a collection, you're probably not one of the Can cool you have babies. simultaneous binkies? Do you not have a binky? Who didn't have a binky? Yeah, Ryan. You didn't have a binky. Yeah, you have one. I mean, you probably have more than one. Uh, not at a time. No, well, not, at a time. not at a time. But just, there is your one singular I'm, binky. You're allowed to possess multiple binkies but as a you, baby. But no, but, but you, you only use, use, one, use one of them at a time. Yes. Yeah. So which who's the binky? Usually it's Stefan Diggs, but Binky B, if he needs to slide in for you know a few catches. Yeah, Binky B for B. So Beasley. you got you got Binky A in your mouth. Where's Binky B? Yeah. Up your butt. He's running. <laughs> he's running cross routes and slants while Diggs is. Do, Answer know, the question. We know what routes Where they run. Where is Binky B inserted? <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> he's like in a holder. You know, it's like it's like a holster. He's in like a little holster. He's coming in. Oh, oh, like them. the beer, the beer hats that they have. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, they yeah, make yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. You sleep. Shut up. You sleep, bro. That is the worst take all time. How? Because it literally makes no sense. Okay, you have your main guy. And then <laughs> right, you have... Can we, can we just move on from this? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, you got, Ryan, this you, got your, you got your hate, Ryan. You got your hate. And Ryan just had a fucking... Just come out of nowhere and just make it a huge all right, deal. All right, all right, Ryan, your hate, please. Kids always make rivalries, man. That's that's funny. <laughs> uh, so, Dan picked somebody who probably won't be playing... Uh, my fantasy hate is for someone who definitely isn't playing because he's on a bye. It's Marvin Jones Jr. I know he's a boomer bus player, but what the actual F? Bro, he's not playing, bro. One catch on nine yards, two targets right. against the Saints, and they didn't even have their two best secondary players? Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious, Marvin Jones Jr.? Like, you just... Mm, Stafford has eight TDs. On the season, and you have one. Kenny Galladay missed two of the four games. Where are your touchdowns? Where are they? Dead. Kenny Galladay's a Nowhere to be found. <laughs> be better. Be better, Marvin Jones Jr. Start being the boom and not the bust. Tough scene. Ryan's feelings are quite hurt. So, week five slate, in general, I think we all think uh, this Thursday night football game is obviously one of the better ones probably on the slate. Bucks 3-1. and one. Bears 3-1 and 3-1 uh, as well. Uh, and then overall, you know, obviously we're going to be well invested into the uh, Pats Broncos. Uh, it's a real shame that Bills Titans isn't probably going to happen because again two undefeated teams would like to see it but the Titans Fingers are cross. the Titans are absolute, like Ryan said morons! Straight up morons! And can't get out of their own way when it comes to this virus. Yeah, Dan, um, did you uh, did you see that the scheduling thing they're thinking about this week? Which would be it would be nice for the viewer if it happened, but they were thinking of Bills Titans on Tuesday, 
and then if the Bills no. and Titans play on Tuesday, then the Bills and Kansas State were supposed to play on Thursday. Thursday, and they would move that game to Saturday night, and then you would have you'd have in a week no Thursday, have, no Thursday, but you would have a Tuesday and a Saturday game. No. I kind of like it. Tuesday, more. then they got to play again on Saturday? I don't like it if I was a fan of the Bills, but I like it as a viewer of no, the sport. No, dude. That, that That's the thing is, like, just make an extra week or two at the end of the season so you're not forcing teams to play on that short of a rest. So, like, the, why? The only problem with that is if it's the same team that keeps having to postpone games like the Titans, you can't keep adding extra weeks just for one team to get all their games in. At some point, you got to draw a line and say, "Listen, you, you guys have failed to get your act together. Yeah. You but guys got to start taking some else." I understand why Buffalo would be mad though, because it's Buffalo is the team that's technically yeah. getting punished there, not yeah. the Titans. So either add a week or two, or if a team is having to postpone multiple weeks in a row, that's they clearly violated protocol. When you have twenty plus people on your team and staff test positive, you're doing something wrong. You're violating protocol. You should be docked a game or something at that point. If it's that excessive where you can't even just add an extra week or two and try to fix it that way, no, you have to punish a different team by shoehorning games in now to satisfy the Titans because they just have this ridiculous outbreak that's clearly on them. And uh, it's the whole thing is just a mess. And I wish it could go smoother. I don't know. Not easy. Not easy at all, but uh, just obviously Colts and Browns. I'm really pumped for. Get to see a little bit, you know, three, two, three, and one teams. Browns, are they able to push the envelope and really keep this good start going, making a four and one start to the season? That would be ridiculous. They haven't had a three and one start, I think, since like the early 2000s. Ever, ever, maybe. <laughs> and the Colts with Phil Rivers, pretty solid, pretty solid. So that's a 4:25 game. That'll be really good. I don't know if there's any in particular that really piqued your guys' interest. Uh, there's not a lot of like marquee games this week. Bills, Titans would have been. Um, but yeah, besides the Pats game and besides the Browns and Colts game, there's none that are like, oh my god, like this is going to be a great marquee matchup. Yeah, Minnesota Seattle might actually be a good game. You think so? Past two weeks, Kirk Cousins has actually looked competent. Sunday night football too. And Justin Jefferson is kind of looking like a stud right now. I'm feeling back. Back-to-back good games. Both defenses suck, so shit ton of points. It could be fun. I don't know if it's a good game, but it could be fun. Who's? Let's ask ourselves this right now. Who is going to crawl limping out of the NFC East when it's all said and done? Dallas. What a, the football team. What a horrendous <laughs> Let's division. go football team. Dallas you, you is going to their, their Dallas, Haskins. Dallas is going to yeah. limp out. They're starting Kyle uh, Allen now, so... That could maybe spark some things. Uh, you see that Haskins isn't even the second string quarterback. They pushed him back even He's, further. Alex even Smith dressing. is Not the second dressing. string quarterback. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So if Kyle Allen goes down, Alex Smith will be back in a football game. Jesus. Uh, I really. After uh, almost dying. I know, <laughs> dude. Dude's back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that division is putrid. Absolutely putrid. Like, by far the worst in football. Bar none. I like the Atlanta Carolina game. I think that game is going to be. I think it's going to be close, and it's going to be good for fantasy. I cannot <laughs> stomach the Atlanta Falcons any longer. I 
like it it is painful physically and mentally to watch them play to watch them play the sport of football they should not be allowed they should be banned from the NFL they are trash Matty Ice empty numbers he's just he's just volume he's just a volume guy he's not a winner never has been never will be and they're the favorites they're at home fa- as a winless team yeah against a 2 and 2 team that you know yeah they don't have CMC but they're they're much better than the freaking Falcons I mean good lord what a terrible team terrible team I mean and they're talented too that's the thing like offensively like you would think alright they could just win a few games purely on their passing uh, attack but no guess not I just want to say this I want your opinions on this I'm going Dallas in the survivor pool this week thoughts uh, so Dallas is playing Giants. The Giants. Well, that's a win. Yeah. If, if All they, I need them to do is win. If they can't beat the New York Giants at home, they are they are doomed. If they are, and Mike McCarthy's if, seat if, is flaming. At that I was point. originally thinking about going the Patriots if Cam Newton played, but now I'm not so sure. And especially after Zach says he thinks they're gonna lose. So if Cam doesn't play, then they're gonna lose. Yeah, um, I wasn't gonna go with them if Cam if Cam played. I was thinking if Cam plays, I, I think they'll win. I, I was know. also thinking about going Baltimore, but yeah, I, was about to ask I, Baltimore. I think I want to. I think I want to save them for later in the season. Yeah, yeah. that's probably smart. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, the Raiders were able to hang around with the Bills last week. Lost by I think it was a one possession game. Chiefs kind of stumbled a bit offensively last week against the Patriots, as we've discussed ad nauseum. So we need, not we need, but I, I'm very interested to see if the Raiders can hang with the Chiefs. I that, can't believe the spread's that. That is a huge line, especially for yeah. some people who think the Raiders are a playoff team. They are. <laughs> That's a huge spread. I can't believe it's that big. <laughs> I can't believe it's bigger than what the Pats had. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that... <laughs> Comparatively, right? Yeah. No, I, I just... played the Raiders? No, I mean, no. the Pats played the Chiefs last week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Pats were only 11, Oh, yeah, right? e- yeah. even with their dog crap yeah. quarterbacks. And, like, Derek Carr is not a, not an elite quarterback, but he's be- better than fucking Hoyer and Stidham. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, yeah. Answer. Yes, he is. <laughs> and they have an actual... Yes, he is. O- o- actual offensive pieces. Yeah. I, I'm definitely... I don't know if that'll be a good game for fantasy purposes, but I'm definitely interested to see what the Las Vegas Raiders are made of. Yeah, me too. I mean, if they stick around again, I mean, the Bills are one of the better teams in football. Tough stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I just hope that this whole outbreak stuff with the Titans is ultimately contained, and it's just like they're almost like the Marlins of the NFL. And I know it's harder in the NFL to... You know, shoot, you know, throw games around, whatever. You know, you can't do double headers and you know football, obviously stuff like that. You gotta give them proper rest. So what? Just, just all hopes that the Titans are just that one, that one anomaly, pretty much. That they pretty much the only big outbreak, and the rest of the teams maybe have one or two, two, two or three guys, but ultimately it, it gets contained, and that's hopefully what. Happens with the Patriots. Got three so far, and we'll see if that expands at all in the coming days. Uh, 
especially with the Broncos game coming up. Probably not going to have Gilmore. Might not have Cam Newton for that game. So, tough stretch. Pats are 2-2 two and two right now. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. I think it's better than what we thought it was going to be in general uh, as an overall consensus because who knew? Who knew what things were, were going to look like this season with a change at the helm with Cam and all that. Um, but I think that'll pretty much do it for NFL talk. Um, I don't know what else you guys wanted to get into. Obviously, the NBA Finals uh, with the Lakers and the Heat hasn't been the most popular in terms of viewership. You know, it's, just it's been the least popular. I know. No, I know. <laughs> I just mean, you know, they're going up against the NFL, MLB playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody expected it to be this marquee finals uh, where it was going to you know, do crazy numbers, but... I don't know. What do you, what do you two, Jonathan and Ryan, what do you think about the product uh, I mean, in I, general? I am a big basketball fan, and I'll put my hand up and say, like, I've just been flipping back and forth. Like, yeah. It's like, it's... I'm I not, barely watched I'm it. I'm not really that interested. Once the Celtics lost, it's just, like, everyone knew that the Lakers were going to win the finals. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone knew that. There's no... They're up 3-1. Yeah, they're They're, win, they they're play, not they losing three games tonight. They're gonna finish them. Tomorrow. They're winning tomorrow. Yeah. They're gonna finish them. The heater. The, it's it's over. Yeah. We don't even need to discuss. It. It's over. Yeah. I, the Lakers are finishing the job for Kobe. It's it's it's. I over. think the NBA yeah. they had like good ratings like when they first came back in like August and stuff. But like, football is king. I mean, when you compete with football, you lose. You lose, and especially in and you've also seen the stats like sports ratings go down in an election year too and especially a year like this like there's just so much on tv right now and stuff going on that basketball is not except for people in la and miami and those are two markets i know the la is really popular but those are two markets that are just historically not that good for sports playing against each other oh especially miami the miami market yeah that's florida is just fair weather just yeah, well, it's sitting. just old bunch of old retired people that aren't Florida fans because they grew up somewhere else. Yeah, right, right. So uh, there's also MLB playoffs. Same thing, like you know, haven't really been too invested. Um, but w- what I will say about uh, the playoffs is that it seems like a lot of the flair, a lot of the you know, quote unquote showboating, whatever, has come out a lot. Obviously, between the Padres and the Dodgers. Uh, with Machado and Brewster Gratterall. Totally botched that. But Red Sox the, the guy that the Red Sox could have had <laughs> from the Twins. but uh, And, you know, bat flips all around. I think all that's good. Good to see. Because you just want to see the life in the game. You want to see some passion and not just, like, stoic, static all the time. So that's what I've noticed. Like, my main takeaway from the MLB playoffs is the flair. With the, especially the, the young stars – like Bellinger last night had crazy rob of a home run on uh, Fernando Tatis. That like, I don't know. I that kind of stuff I will invest in. I'm gonna try to watch more and more uh, as we get through uh, both division series, closer to the championship series, and then the World Series. Obviously, um, I'm gonna be more invested because from what I've seen highlight wise, it looks like it's a fun product to watch right now. So, um, yeah, oh, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, Tatis and Manny Machado—they're a lot of fun to watch. Pimping home runs. Slam Diego. Acuna, Acuna is something else. 
Man, he's the special player out there in Atlanta. But Yankees got smacked around last night. We'd love to see that. Love to see that. Oh, that felt great. Yeah, I mean, anything that makes Hubs mad <laughs> yeah. is great because I hate that guy with a passion. <laughs> Short porch, such a moron. Oh. oh, yeah. I I'm gonna try to watch more and more because like just haven't really you know with all the uh, start times kind of scattered like kind of lose track of like where exactly everything is. But yeah, yeah. I, I wish the Red Sox were somewhat decent because it would be cool to watch them in this environment right now. But yeah, I don't know. Are they still trying to do fans for the NLCS and the ALCS? Yes, they're gonna have a limited amount of tickets for the, the CSs. Okay. The World Series. Um. Yeah. Speaking of fans at stadiums, uh, the governor of Florida oh cleared the Dolphins, like all the football teams there. To have full capacity at their stadiums, at the Buck Stadium, uh, Dolphins, Jaguars, they can all go to full capacity. Like, what are we doing? What? Like, that seems like the absolute worst idea you could possibly have right now, especially with the NFL battling an outbreak um, on mainly the Titans. Like, I just don't. I don't understand. They just want to kill more people in Florida before the, the election starts. <laughs> Like, are they just going to really, like, are they really going to go full capacity? And then we're, like, just those Florida teams, we're going to see packed stadiums with actual crowd noise and actual people not distanced, all sitting next to each other in every single seat. Like, that, it's one thing to be like, all right, we're going to go, like, 50%. Like, we're going to go, like, every other. We're going to try to distance here, try to do this. It just seems like it's up. All bets are off. Let's go. Full steam ahead. Everybody's welcome in. We don't give a flying shit what happens. But I, I know the Dolphins came out and said that they're, at least for their next game, they're still sticking with what they're doing right now. Um, but, I mean, the only bright spot is is that, except with the exception of maybe Tampa Bay, 65,000 people weren't showing up for a Jags or Dolphins game to begin with. I mean, they were only getting 50% capacity even when it was normal. But now, I think... You're not going to see, like, a sold-out Dolphins game if they... I think you might. You, you might get close, not. though. I think you're going to get close. Dude, I don't, yeah, I don't people, think this... I don't people think are no desperate. Other, there's no other competition. I don't, think, I don't think the teams are going are gonna to do it, though. Oh, well, but... I'm okay, just saying. If, if they are allowed to, and the teams say, we're going to do it, people are going to show up. I, Especially I, I just, people yeah, in people Florida. people are going to show up. Because people in Florida are just fucking idiots. And um, they're all just... They're literally... They will pack that stadium. Because it's like, oh, we finally get to do this thing... We all get to be here. It's just like how it was, and then two weeks later, cases are just going to go through the roof. I mean, it's it's going to be a de facto. They're already through. The it's going to be a de facto Trump rally at a football game. That's what <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> but still, let's let's not bring that into this. But still, please God, no. Yeah, it's yo. But tailgating though, I miss tailgating. I, oh my God! Can we just like on Sunday after football, just like come back and tailgate before the one o'clock game? Some Why bubbly. Not? Some bubbly. I'm down. Bub. Bub. Dang, get the patties out. Get the patties. Oh, pa- oh, we, yeah. we can put the patties on the grill. Oh, oh big brain! I got I got the normal and I got ones with a hint of buff chick to them now. What? <laughs> so good, bro. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. This is happening. It's going in the chat. All bets are off. This is happening. Sunday tailgate. Um, <laughs> you just love to see Between things like this. Eleven thirty and one. Yeah. 
All right, but yeah. to, to, to reel ourselves back in, uh, I know that we kind of touched upon this a little bit before, um, but this I don't like this mandate because if, if the teams say, oh, yeah, if we're allowed to, we're going to do it, and you've got so many other teams that aren't even allowed to have a single fan in there, I just, thankfully, most of the teams in Florida stink, but Tampa Bay does not stink. And I'm I'm fearful that they they could draw a crowd because oh they t- will t- Tim Brady will. is in town, people are gonna want to see that because they may never ever get to see that again. Who knows? Also true. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a competitive advantage for them. Yep. 1,000%. There's no doubt about it, and I don't know when they're gonna start doing it, but if they get five, let's say five home games with full capacity, that's huge. That, that could make or break the division, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and, and that, a thousand percent. And it, for yeah. me, that's unacceptable. It, mm. it, it's either nobody gets fans or everyone has the same amount of fans. That That's the only way I, I see this. So I you think. have a problem with it the way it is now, though? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I don't like how some teams are allowed to have some form of fans and others aren't. I'm not, I, I understand that the teams that don't have fans get to pump in X amount of crowd noise to try and equal it out, but it's still not the same. No, and I've heard from broadcasters say that when they're in the stadium and they hear the, the fake crowd noise, that it is nothing, nothing compared to what a real crowd is. No, it's significantly louder with the real crowd. Oh, yeah. Even, even the, like, 15,000 is, like, mm-hmm. is much louder. Yeah, you got real, real voices all chiming in. In that stadium, it's not some, you know, pre-recorded, whatever at some certain decibel. It's not going to be the same. And then you got real fans in there, especially, you know, once if Texas gives that same declaration, all of a sudden Texans will be packed. Uh, Cowboys, obviously, everybody will be at Jerry World. Um, yeah, let's see. I mean, the next month to two months is really going to be a telltale of where this season goes. If it's able, if they're going to have to cut off any games. And trim down the season at all, or anything like that. I don't know what they're gonna have to do to get creative, but they might have to do something. Yeah. So. But yeah, if I do want to circle back to the MLB postseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was definitely invested, tuning in to that wild card series round, and then, and then, uh, Me too. then uh, all my picks went to dust, and. Uh, I mean, Dan, me and you, uh, Slam Diego, not looking too hot right no. now. Well, at no. least they made it to the second round. That's true. The yeah. Cleveland Indians, I do not believe, won a single playoff game. No, they didn't. And Cubs, I picked them to win it all. My Cubs also got swept. Yeah, but at least your champion is still in the hunt. And yeah, it's one game away the, from the LCS. My, my champion got swept, and then the team that beat them got swept. Didn't you pick the Rays to win it all? No, I picked the Cubs to beat the Rays. Oh. I picked, and the Marlins swept the Cubs, and now I think the Marlins yeah, we swept stink by at the this. Braves. So, yeah, yeah. Once all my picks went up in smoke, it was kind of like, ah, crap. I guess I'll tune in whenever I yeah, can. It's destined to be like Houston versus the Dodgers. Yeah, oh, I just went with what I wanted to see. Not same. I was like, oh yeah, I want the White Sox and Slam Diego in the effing World Series. Like that'd be great. Yeah. White Sox already out, and uh, Slam Diego. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Down 2-0 right now. It's uh, gonna need a big, big night tonight or tomorrow. Don't night. let them win. Don't let don't them let win, them win this one. Yeah. Don't put let them, them put them to bed. Yep. You better. You better put them to bed. 
Um, anybody have any uh, concluding thoughts here as we wrap things up? Fuck Duke. Fuck Duke is right. Uh, that's the show. Two weeks from Saturday. Two weeks until the Big Ten's back. Yes! There's something to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, for some people. It's kind of a trash conference. But nah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. Mouth and Off Sports Show with Dan Sadik, Ryan Brown, Zach Lacey, and Jonathan Sullivan. We'll see you next time. Fuck Duke. Fuck Go Duke. Country Roads. Go Duke. Almost heaven. West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. in my